Welcome to the podcast, Life to the Fool, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. Where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello ladies, uh, we're back here with Arden and Esther sitting here with me and uh, continuing to tell the story. There's so much more yet, but they also have a wonderful story that against all odds in the middle uh, of all this chemotherapy, year after year after year, God did something very wonderful. Do you want to share, Esther? <laughs> yes. So throughout the years, obviously, we def- desperately wanted a baby, but we knew that going through chemo, it was really unlikely we were going to have a baby at the, on chemo. And even even if we got a clear scan, and he was able to get off of chemo for a while, your body needs time to heal. And after it was all, it's all been through, after all he had been through, even the doctors said, mm, it might happen, it also might not. And it probably won't. Yeah, they had, they had specified, yeah. It probably won't. So, needless to, I had a, I had a chemical pregnancy in 2017. Um, and that was, yeah, that was fun. And it, I guess it kind of just um, brought my hopes down even further. But, and, and and honestly, I I tried to live my life in a way where my life didn't depend on children. My worth didn't depend on children. I am not valued more or less than a mom with a lot of children. Or, or, or I was trying to find my hope and identity in God. And as much as I wanted children, I had to put that on the altar to God. And he was asking me if I was willing, is he more important or are the children more important to me? Because she, she was going through a hard time because um, watching everyone around here oh everyone having yeah. babies she on wanted, the hilltop she, yes. she she is a mother at heart before yes. you know she wanted children she's <laughs> she's such a like she's one of the she's the oldest of a dozen a kids. dozen kids and she was always very caring she's responsible she did it you know she did so much and she wanted kids and just watching everyone else have kids and that we were married years before and you know that was that was well, that was one tough. of my lifelong dreams too had been to have a, be a mother yes. so i had to come to the i had to come to the end of myself twice well all the time but twice in a monumental way i feel like in my life so far and one was with arden i had to be willing to god put him on the altar like the altar that abraham put isaac on and and god basically told me am i more important or arden to you and i had to pick god and then god blessedly gave Arden back to me and said fine you can keep him he's yours now like you can now I do try to keep everything with a loose hand because ultimately it's all God's and then I had to do it again with childbearing because I really really wanted children it was one of my passions and dreams I had dreamed out from the time I was a little little girl and it didn't feel fair that I had to put that one on the altar as well but I had to and God basically said who's more who's your more important to me or to you me or the children and it took time and it took a lot of struggling and fighting but in the end obviously god is more important and without children i can still live a wonderful full life because i have him however god in his gracious kindness did give me a baby so arden had been off chemo for a little bit he had just gotten a clear scan we were giving his body a break to get through all that crap and in 
on January 11th of 2019. Well, actually, I was going to add to that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna add to that. I, I got clear skins, and they were actually wanting me to do a stem cell, but we didn't feel like we wanted to do a stem cell. It, at that we point. just didn't feel like it was the right time. Yeah. So, and that's that's the miracle. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I never take, or I had learned not to take pregnancy tests early because it's rather disheartening to find negative after negative after negative, and obviously. I mean, I had the two faint positives from the chemical pregnancy, but every other test I had taken was a negative pregnancy test. And it was disheartening and discouraging. And so, and three years in, I had learned a long time ago to stop taking early pregnancy tests. But strangely enough, on January 11th, 2019, I had this random urge to take a pregnancy test. And I was early. I was a week early. Like, I would not normally take a pregnancy test then. It didn't make any sense. And Arden was out, but Arden was out hunting. So I was like, well, you know, he won't know if I take it or not. If it's negative, I'll throw it away. He'll never know. But for some reason, I felt this sporadic urge to take a pregnancy test. And I took it and I had to wait the five minutes to write that they recommend to make sure it's, you know, get your full, your, your full result. And so I stepped away, did a couple things, and then I stepped back to it. And to my absolute shock and awe, it was positive and I didn't believe it at all. And honestly, between that day and the next morning, I had taken eight pregnancy tests in total because I didn't <laughs> believe and like, it was so hard for me to believe it. Well, and the funny thing, uh, the funny thing as well, um, generally I'm always late from hunting. If and, you're married to a hunter, you know, if yeah. they, there's no time frame for them. They, if they say they're coming back at 10, they may come back at eight. They might come back at noon and noon is more likely. So anyway, um, that morning I had went, I had went hunting and I was like, you know what? I just feel like going home and spending time with my wife. And it's the one morning, <laughs> the one morning, if you had been late, it would have been perfectly fine because I was trying to figure out a way to tell him. God gave me a really, he blessed me with a really easy pregnancy. I had very little morning sickness. It was, I w- yeah, it was a very good pregnancy and I, w- and it was wonderful. We found out midway we were having a baby girl, which is honestly so wonderful. I really wanted to, I mean, I would have been so happy with whatever God gave us, but I did really want a little girl. <laughs> and all, all of that year, 2019, um, I, uh, was doing natural treatment in Arizona. Yes. So I was not going to Vanderbilt and doing low dose chemotherapy there. I was doing a low dose immune chemotherapy. Immunotherapy. In immunotherapy in uh, Arizona. So 2019 actually was a very blessed year. It was it was easier. It was simpler. I was pregnant. And I think we went through the... I mean, I know I went through the entire year of 2019 in kind of a bliss because yeah. it was so fun Beautiful. being pregnant. It was amazing. And I think I was talking to someone recently who's also gone through infertility and she was talking about how even the little things in pregnancy that are hard become so beautiful and wonderful when you've waited that long. Um, and for me, every, even if I was sick, I didn't even care. I was just so happy to be yes. pregnant and have a baby. Yes. And in, so my daughter decided she wanted to be stuck in me a lot longer than I would have liked. So our due date was September 23rd and we didn't end up having her, her until, um, the, the 29th. 29th. Yeah. But on the 29th, early in the morning, I went into bright and early in the morning, like 1am, I went into labor. I had a beautiful labor, a lot harder than I expected, but it was beautiful and it was wonderful. And we had a beautiful baby girl. And interestingly enough, I had always loved the name Gethsemane since I was a teenager. I don't even, I didn't know why at the time, but I just thought it was a, 
I love unique names, and that was a, it was a beautiful name, but I didn't realize how much meaning there would be to it until later on. Yeah. And later, when we were talking about names for our daughter, we knew it would be Gethsemane. We, we talked about this before we had gotten pregnant, but we knew it would be Gethsemane for our daughter because after all we had gone through, it fit. So Gethsemane is the place where Jesus prayed, not my will, but yours be done. He didn't want what was happening to him. He didn't, like, none of his, his human self didn't want any part of it. He didn't want to hurt. He didn't want to ache like that. He didn't want to suffer like that. But he said, not my will, but yours be done. And that is the place I had to come to, the we place both, Arden yeah, had to yeah. come to, the, and we, separately and together, both basically, not my will, but yours be done. Please take this cup, take it, but not my will, yours be done. And then for her middle name, we would, we actually had been praying about it and talking about that. And I was researching one day and the perfect name came up to me when I was searching. It was Eliana. Eliana means God has answered. And together that was the story. Take this cup, not my will, but yours be done. And then God is answered. God is answered. Yeah. And so her name is Gethsemane Eliana, and we are so blessed and she's, so happy to have her. She's the joy of our life. She's beautiful, she's amazing, be, yeah. smart. She's four, she's spunky, she's a little <laughs> stubborn. And I think, too, it puts another perspective on mothering, because even the hard days with her, I might not get to do this again, because I might not have another one. And so I try to enjoy it to the full, even the parts that you know are hard, because obviously as a mom, you still go through hard days. But... I may only have it once, and so I'm trying to savor it and make it last as long as I can. And and, and do the yeah, it's not a burden to me. It's beautiful. You can so we we can go back to stem cell transplant. Yeah, well, no. So we it's kind of there's a lot there's a lot that goes in there. Um, in that in the, yeah, in, in this whole in this whole story. And so but, all through this time. Um, you still continue to work while you're oh, on, yes. yeah, so while you're the on whole, this low dose during all the, all the treat All the treatment, I, I continue to work. <laughs> the only time I didn't work was during the heavy dose, the, the big heavy dose, yeah, before actually before the heavy dose in 2016 when I was like, when it was stage four um, and I was really just sleeping. I was out of it. Um, just giant tumors on my neck and my underarms. Um, and no, you worked as much as you possibly could. Yeah, um, it, was, it was how I was raised. Um, just, you know, and how uh, even Granddad Bowen distilled and in, in, in I have that memory, you know, good man's never stuck. And I, I wasn't, I didn't want to be someone just sitting at home and oh, I can't work. So I did. I forced myself to work every single day. And yeah, if you, so just, you... just, for, just for a little bit of, um, just you guys can see the, or imagine, um, it pretty much the the first dose few doses of low dose chemotherapy were fine i didn't have any yeah. side effects or reactions from no not even hair loss um for probably the first year so i'd say 2017 nothing um and then i start i got a, i got clear scans and then since it's a really aggressive type, it started started getting um, it started resisting those chemotherapies. So we were switching to other low dose chemotherapies, and I reacted to those. And it, like it hurt the cancer and was killing cancer, but I actually was getting I was sick from those and minor hair loss, but I was sick two weeks out of every month for years. Yeah. So whenever we'd see you and 
how you going on and oh great we most probably didn't know you know nobody going knew. home nobody, to throw up and, nobody knew besides my, my wife yes nobody so knew. for quite a few years you and bowen were um, managing the manufacturing plant for trim healthy mama yeah I, I mean i did a lot before i did that um i was i was doing freelance videography for um singer songwriters um oh that's right you Nashville. used to do all the videos for your yeah. mom and auntie pearl yeah, I did, um I did doing their the, cooking shows yeah, yes did all their videos you did um, all hey are they not doing them so much now um yeah um not as much the cooking videos right now just because they're because they were so great we're, we're gonna get back into that but they're passionate about um other things right now yes uh, well yes they've yeah. got all this trim healthy medical yeah. they're working exactly. on yes. so yeah, so I did a lot of uh, freelance um, videography for, um, I contracted for tons of different people, tons of companies, um, for Tremelfi Mama is one of them. Uh, and then, actually, when we had the baby, I went and I started at um, CMS, which is one of my parents' companies, and I started just fixing the equipment there as like a maintenance guy, because I've always liked tinkering with little machines not engines as a mechanic um even though i could do that um i, I like to say I'm, I'm a jack of all trades master of none but uh still better than a master of one <laughs> i'll finish it that way <laughs> but anyway um so i i love uh, i've always loved tinkering with things and i've always you know uh there's a guy that i used to work for and he he distilled in me if you're capable competent and willing to learn you can you can pretty much do anything. So yes. um, these these machines that we would wrap candy bars for other companies and then protein bars for Trim Healthy Mama, um, I was I was fixing them and then I I started teaching other people how to fix them and then some machines that we had in that facility uh, they only like there were only a few of them uh, actually there were several of them in the United States but only a few guys that knew how to fix them. Wow. So I'd fly out and and fix fix the machines for some companies uh, and. I did that for a number of years while, um, and then I managed, um, a couple other guys at CMS and, and taught them how to fix machines, operate machines. I, and then, um, I kind of worked in a lot of different areas at CMS and then Bowen and I, um, kind of got offered the opportunity to manage because we, we had been showing, uh, initiative for yeah. a number of years and you know, dad raised me, uh, my whole life with you know just driving skill sets skill sets skill sets you got to learn skill sets and and you cannot complain and and this you're you're a man and and i'm i used to when i was younger i was i was kind of like i was like oh dad's being tough on me but i, I i'm so glad he did because it made me oh, the man yes. i am today um and he told me when i you know first started working for the company he was like hey don't think for one minute that I won't replace you if you're not doing your job. He doesn't and he was like i'm yeah if you're expecting anything for free you're not going to get it here I'm like, no, I'm not expecting anything for free because, you know, you raised me different. I'm, I, I got to work for it. Yeah. I don't want re one red cent given to me by, by my yes. family's company. I don't, I don't, I'm not owed anything by them. So, um, yeah. So when the baby was born, I started that and I went to, um, in beginning of 2021, I started management, um, at CMS with Bowen. Yes, yes. Now, you're on to something new now, but we're going to wait for another session for that one yeah, yeah. Uh, because we've got to... Oh, first of all, what was Esther doing? Well, can I tell you what Esther was doing? Well, she was doing so many things. 
But um, you have to know that Esther has always been the uh, dessert and cake um, cooker on the hilltop. She is the best. There is absolutely no one who can even compare with her, even someone who can make beautiful desserts. No one can make them like Esther. So she just got the job. Everybody's birthday, everybody's special occasion, Esther made the cake. And if Esther made the cake, everybody's around it like flies waiting for their little piece. And it's not only uh, delectable, <laughs> but it is so totally pure and healthy. And uh, so Esther was always busy baking and doing these things. And then, of course, um, like my... F yeah. What oh, no, I was just going to add to that, you know. Yeah. Um, over the years and being around my mom and all the her healthy friends and everybody and parties and when she'd have like you know pot everyone would have potlucks and and, and everything um some healthy desserts just don't taste very good and i would like put something in my mouth and I'm like mm, mm, and thumbs up and mm, that's good mm, and then go somewhere and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um but uh, with when I'm actually not a huge sweets guy, like I've never really loved sweets. But uh, Esther's um, are are very, 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 very good. They taste bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they taste bad for you. They're so good, <laughs> but they are so good. And uh, yes, yeah, so um, just Esther was always doing that. And as my father always used to say, we were raised with this scripture: a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before kings and your gift always makes room for you and so then of course um, Pearl and Serene they asked Esther to do one of the Trim Healthy Mama cookbooks and so she put together a Trim Healthy Indulgence I wonder if you've got that book if you love desserts if you love cakes You've got to have Trim Healthy Indulgence on your bookshelf because uh, there's every single recipe is delectable, but the amazing, miraculous thing is everyone is absolute pure health and there's no one but Esther who could do it. In fact, Serene, who's the most amazing cook, can't make desserts <laughs> like you. So, um, yes, and then... Um, so Esther did the cookbook. Please get it if you haven't already got it. You've got to get it. Uh, but then um, the Pearl and Serene opened the Trim Healthy Mama um, cafes, uh, the one here, and then they did one in Texas for a while. And uh, Esther became the doing the all the delectable desserts. You're no longer doing it now. You've trained others, haven't you? But you started off making them all. And people came. You can't believe. I would often go to the cafe on the weekend. And uh, it, I know it would be so fun. I'd only go on a Saturday. Because if you go on a Saturday, you knew you would meet people from all over the country. You didn't know what state you were going to meet them. Oh, hi, and uh, where do you come from? Oh, we're down from Ohio. We've just come down, uh, my friend and I, to stay the weekend, to come to the cafe. People, ladies, Trim Healthy Mama fans would come, have a weekend in Tennessee just to come to the cafe and, of course, always to try 
um, Esther's, um, you know, what's your um, cake of wonders, your chocolate <laughs> cake of wonders, and her this, that, of oh, all her delectable, delectable things. They came from out of state just to taste them. Well, thank you. I don't know oh. if I'm that good, but... So, and I haven't had one of yours for a long time now, Esther, seeing others have taken over at the cafe, but... <sighs> I don't actually bother with them now because they're not made by you. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, oh, I, wow. I did have a wonderful privilege of writing Trim Healthy Indulgence when Serene and Pearl asked me if I'd be willing to do so. It was a wonderful opportunity. I'm really glad I took it. I do love baking, but due to allergies, I have allergies to both wheat and sugar. I can't have your regular conventional treats. No. And in general, they're bad for you anyway, so you shouldn't be eating them. So... I was tired of all the, 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 the fake tasting healthy treats, especially because I love, I love pastries. I love, I love, I love the Great British Baking Show. I love all these artsy, artsy desserts that I, you can't really replicate in general. So with Trim Healthy Indulgers, I just really wanted to make a recipe, uh, uh, recipes that people could love and didn't feel like they were missing out because especially for the men, because it's hard to feel like, that they're that they're missing out on something yummy, yes. And then they're also less likely to eat the healthy thing, yes. So yeah, I tried to make the majority of them taste as 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 bad for you as possible. There are things that you simply have to sacrifice, but I I think I did a pretty good job, yes. And I at least all my feedback tells me so. And then, yes, I was also privileged to be able to be one of the startup bakers when they started the cafe, like you were talking about. Yes. Um, I have since retired that job just because I have a, a four-year-old daughter who keeps me busy. Yes. And homeschooling her and all that. But yeah, yes. no, it was such a wonderful opportunity. I'm so glad it was it was offered to me. Oh, yes. So anyway, now we're coming up to, you've still got this having to have this low-dose cancer, and the doctors are now saying, we can't keep going. Something's got well, to <clears throat> change. In, uh, af- after we had the baby and during uh, that, I, you know, like I said, I started at CMS, they said, hey, you know, I, 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 like I said, I was all of 2019, I was, doing, I was getting treatment somewhere else, and I had to come back to Vanderbilt and kind of be like, hey, you know, do, will you guys take me back? Like, I'm... I'm it was good treatment. It just, they had no plan. They were like, Hey, you're going to have to do this forever. And it was, I was every other, every couple of weeks I was flying back out there for a weekend of traveling and it wasn't consi- it wasn't sustainable. sustainable. And I didn't want to do that with, you know, an, a baby on the way. And, and, and I didn't want that to be, you know, how we started our little family. Um, and just, it just, even, even without the baby, it just, it was when Esther was just, when Esther was pregnant, it just wasn't fun. It wasn't enjoyable. It was just it was tiresome. Um, so anyway, um, I when the, right before the baby uh, was born, I called Vanderbilt back and said, "Hey, will you guys, you know, take me back? Like, will you guys work a plan for me?" And they said, "Yes, absolutely." And then right after the baby was born, I went in for scans and I started. Um, they they saw where I was and um, they I started low dose chemotherapy again. And it was back to, you know, feeling bad for, you know, they, they wanted to do stem cell, but they can't do stem cell unless without a clear scan because it's more effective. The, the, the chances of you actually um, beating it with a, with a clean scans are a lot higher because there, there, there's 
hardly anything or cancer cells there's a lot less of them anyway um so i started the low dose chemotherapy and it was all of, all of 2020 2021 i was doing and i finally got clear scans again in uh, fall of 2021 um got got uh got clear scans they drew my my stem cells so they drew they take yeah, so, all your stem cells yeah, they they ha- they insert a catheter on on one of my big uh, veins on the in- inside of my thigh they and then they have one on the other thigh and they draw draw like for like a week prior you have to inject yourself with a shot that forces your bone marrow to push out your stem cells uh-huh. So they're in your bloodstream now. And then they kind of pulled it through one leg, went through a machine and captured your stem cells. And you need about 6 million cells to actually do the stem cell transplant. And I can't remember, I got like close to nine, right? Yeah, you yeah. Got, you got close to 9 million uh, stem cells. And they just, and they'd kind of just recycle, go through the machine. Your blood would come back. Isn't that a miraculous? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you crazy. You know, what, you're what, 9 million stem yeah. cells in your body. Oh, and there's way more, but that's yeah. just what they collected for, yeah. There's billions of cells. But um, anyway, they had collected that um, for the stem cell. And then in March 7th of 2022, we had started the stem cell therapy. And it, there was a lot of back and forth in us, like, we don't want to do this. I, don't, I didn't want to do it because I didn't know what the long-term ramifications were for my health. But... I did have, I wanted to be here for my, 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 my wife and my, my little girl that we had just had, or at that point, not just had, she's a couple years old actually, <laughs> but I didn't want, I wanted to, they, they pretty much said, Hey, you're going to have to do this now, or you're going to become, the cancer should become resistance to the chemotherapy that you're currently on. And I didn't want to do the chemotherapy anyway for that much longer. It was, it was nasty. It was terrible. I felt, I felt terrible. And I just had to like every day push myself to work, to be active, to be happy and, and, uh, and, you know, be, have the joy of the Lord because you didn't have put a smile on my face because you felt like <laughs> terrible. And I remember talking to your mom many times over that time. And, you know, because it is a huge she thing. Did, she did not want me to. She but, did and, not want you. And yet, in the end, she had been to this big health conference, met this doctor there um, who would have been as pro-healthy and against all, you know, cancer uh, treatment as that you could get. And she said, called him and said, please, what would you say? And he said, this is really your only choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sorry. Well, we also had to leave the... Baby, I, we couldn't take the baby with us because she couldn't live with us at the hospital and they told us we'd have to be there at best case scenario three, three weeks but highly unlikely we better prepare to be there for a month and so the thought of also being away for her f- from my daughter for that long was horrifying yeah. we had also never been away from her even like even, really even, over, even overnight so yeah. <laughs> my daughter was only two she was still nursing it was really um it was really heart wrenching. It was yeah, extremely heart wrenching and, and and just and sad, especially especially for you because you, um, you know the bond they had, the bond that they had, and she was nursing and 
and all of that. Um, like I said, yeah, my mom did not want me to, but we had decided, I, you know, we had decided Esther and well, I like, we had prayed about it. yeah, we, we, we prayed and prayed and prayed. And we actually felt like the, like in the beginning, mm-hmm. that same peace, Hey, this door is open and we felt peace about it. I'm like, okay, I, you know, I need to do this. So we went ahead with it and <laughs> even, you know, it's funny, um, you know, you th- you're thinking back on it, you know, when I was in, in, in doing that, I thought to myself, I could never do this again. I, I, I like, I could never go through this again. It's, it's the toughest thing I've ever been through. And, um, you, it's, it's kind of, um, one of those things, you know, they started th- th- with the heavy, heavy, heavy hitters again. And the, the, the idea is they knock you out, like uh, not like out cold, like un- unconscious, but like they load you up with the chemotherapy. They wipe your body you out. Know, wipe your body out. And really? So your whole body wiped oh, out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like your immune system, everything gone. You and don't have they, an immune system? And then they rescue you with your own cells. Oh. So what I did was, it's called an antagonist, I believe. I'm, I'm probably um, mispronouncing um, it. Um, I'm sure I am, uh, <laughs> actually. But um, where it's with my own stem cells. And some people... Um, do the um where it's somebody else's stem cells and that's generally reserved for like a a a case where it's relapse after a self stem cell or for a harder case of cancer anyway they they were quite certain that this would this would this would work and we did it and started on that and they wiped wiped me out and every day that was you know over the years how do you how did you feel when you were wiped out I, I felt, um, imagine you're the worst flu you've ever had, just the worst flu you've ever had and times it by six. Yeah. Like you feel like you're knocking on gate on death's doors. Yeah. Um, but I, all my life I've been fascinated with, with Navy SEALs, Navy SEALs and, yeah. and just that the mindset and the power, like God has given the human body a, like a lot a lot and we're capable of so much and and we we don't really notice you know how powerful the mind is and what god has given us and and a lot of times we 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 kind of stop at that mental barrier that mental wall and we don't push past it and navy seals have always fascinated me that way because they're like hey you know no day is an easy day you know what, you can go seven times longer and you just push yourself to your absolute breaking limit. And, you know, I'm not saying be stupid, but that's always fascinated me. And, you know, in, in another life, I, yeah, I would have actually probably liked to be a Navy SEAL. Um, but, uh, <laughs> my wife, my wife didn't, wouldn't, wouldn't want that. Um, and I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't want to, uh, do that to her. Um, it's, 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 a, it's, a, um, and I'm not, I, I really, uh, do honor and thank all the all the guys that do and have done that. Um, it's it's definitely a sacrifice, but um, I, I I've always loved Navy SEAL mindset and going through that. I, I really wanted to apply that. You know, I obviously I hadn't had the training like they had, but I really wanted to adopt that mindset. So I told myself every day, I'm like, you like you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. I Esther and I went on walks and around our little ward and 15 laps was like a mile. So we did a mile or close to a mile every single day while, while I was there. And I had like a little, uh, bicycle and 
ride that bicycle every day and it was uh there's a lot of a lot of it was kind of like and then actually we were there for what seven uh 19 That's days the thing. god did yeah, a little miracle god did a little miracle there too uh, well technically a big miracle they said best case scenario we'd been out in 21 days but not to expect that we were out in 19 days wow and, yeah and they said that i pretty much handled that better than the majority of people that handle it they like you you did yeah. it um, afterward, you're, you weren't allowed to be out and about. Yeah, so all. you had to be isolated yes. when you came home for how long? Three months. So for three months, we Three could, months, so we couldn't, couldn't even see yeah. Arden. They were living on anywhere. the hilltop, but he had to hibernate. Yes, he couldn't go out, out anywhere or do anything because his immune system was so weakened that even a little cold could be like the death of him, literally. Um, and they said that... Most stem cell patients have to go in afterward for infections, like uh, issues. Yep. Yeah. And praise the Lord, we did not have to go in once after during those three months. We praise just, I mean, we Lord. did the standard checkups, but there were no infections. We had no more hospital stays. It was definitely a miracle. I think one wonderful thing is being out here in the woods. You could, you were hibernating, but you could get out into the woods. Yeah. And I told my doctor, my, my, my doctors, uh, they were they were great. Um, I gave I gave them a hard time. She was I was not an easy patient. I was actually probably the worst patient they had because um, I'm a very uh, outdoorsy man. I want to do things, and um, I told them I'm going to do this, and like don't do this. I'm like, and I went and did it anyway. Um, but just all these things. But anyway, um, I I told my doctor, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go out on the farm, and they're like, okay, as long as you're not doing this and, and, and doing such and such things. I'm like, so I did. Thankfully, I lived out, out uh, we live out on the farm and I was out every day. It was actually a beautiful time because um, I, I, I was able to do um, work on um, like from home. So I worked from home um, and I was also able to spend a lot of time with the family and it was, it was beautiful. And I was happy because my, my daughter didn't really remember when I, you know, remember that well. And I wanted to do it that way instead of, continue with low dose chemotherapy and if i got clean scans again and then do stem cell when she's like four or five like now and her remember it yeah sick i didn't want her to remember when daddy was sick yes well i can't believe that another session has gone by and we have not yet even got up to what you're doing now so that's going to be next session and uh arden is now doing something new which is very powerful and which will be a blessing. You'll want to hear about it for your sons, for your husbands. And uh, we're going to talk about that in the next session. And so that's going to be exciting. I know you've been blessed hearing this story. And uh, so, Lord, we just thank you again. We've been able to meet together. That Arden and Esther have been able to share this uh, story. Lord God, the journey you've taken them through in these last seven years and and uh, now the way you are leading them and uh, we just thank you and we give you the glory and uh, Lord of course we're always thinking about all those who are listening many have different problems physically mentally spiritually I pray Lord that you will come and minister to each one We thank you that you are the God who is enough. No matter what we are facing, Lord God, you are bigger than any problem that we face. 
Lord God, we thank you that we can trust you completely. Um, Lord, you are our rock and our fortress and our God, our friend, our shepherd and our king and our redeemer. We thank you and I pray your blessing on every household that is listening today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.